Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, this is Billy Crane, and you are listening to the one and only Lou Dini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, and uh, our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. You want to check that out for all the latest podcast happenings, uh, interviews, music podcasts, mini podcasts. we got tons of cool stuff there. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes as well because uh, uh, it just makes it easier. It also makes it easier to share. And speaking of sharing, guys, this is really important. If you love the artists that we're featuring on here, okay, guys? You know, we're featuring artists that aren't really, you know, that aren't really out there in the mainstream, okay? And uh, we know you guys love it. When you share the podcast around, you are uh, get, getting the word out about these amazing musicians, singers, songwriters uh, that are out there that are doing this great music. And uh, you're really helping those guys. So it's not really about Ludini. It's about the music. And that's what, that's what our motto has always been. So if you share it, we really appreciate that. Hey, I also know, guys, a lot of you guys out there listen to us in podcast land are musicians yourselves. And, you're pro- and I know a lot of you are scratching your head at the Internet going like, oh, my God, like, how do I? I know there's so much out there, but I don't know how, to, how exactly do I leverage the Internet to grow my fan base or to get more people to shows or to sell more merchandise or get more people to download my music. I can help you with that. I've got a lot of many, many years uh, of Internet marketing experience that I'm happy to share with you. Uh, so you want to go to lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. That is lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. And it's pretty self-explanatory what we do there. No cost. is initial sort of consultation. We get on the phone and we'll talk about it. And I'm sure you guys will have a few aha moments. I know I, know I always do. So uh, check that out. Now, we have an interview for you guys today. And I, this guy is so badass. I'm like, I, I'm like completely like blown away that I'm even speaking with him today. This is Billy Crane. Uh, Billy Crane is a, uh, a dynamic, fantastic singer, songwriter, guitarist. Um, has worked with you know, tons of people. He's written songs for Poco and the Dixie Chicks and all kind of people like that. But he's a he's a Southern rock uh, like kind of icon. Uh, you, if you recognize the last name Crane, you're probably familiar with his brother Tommy, who played in the Charlie Daniels band for many many years. In fact, I believe Billy, you're playing you're, you play the you have a, you're playing his uh, Gold Top Les Paul, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, love so, that gold so, top. Hell yeah! So, so guys, welcome uh, to the Rock and Roll Circus, Billy Crane. Hey, buddy, thanks for joining. Thanks for calling hey, in. Hey, man. Oh, man, thanks for having me, Lou. <laughs> um, so, why don't we go ahead, man? Let's get some like, let's get some background. Let's get your story. So, how did you like get bit by the music bug? Like, how did what what made you go like, yeah, man, I want to I want to play guitar. I want to be in. I want to be a musician. Me and my mom and dad always had music playing when, when we were little growing up and, uh, and I can remember and then putting on Chubby Checker and all this stuff, early rock and roll in the sixties. And they got my brother Tommy a guitar when he was nine. He got an acoustic 
And I wanted one so bad, but he wouldn't let me play it. One day he left the house, and I got to play his guitar, and I broke a string. Oh, no. And I went, oh, crap, man. I broke in his guitar, and I hid under the bed for three hours because I thought he was going to come home and beat my ass. And he came in, and he started laughing. He said, hey, Billy, you can come out in front of the bed now, man. It's the only broken string. I could change it. So then he started teaching me chords, and, and my mom got me one, too, and it was a, a great thing that, that we bonded through the guitar. So, And then the dad's going to be, they put out a hard day's night, and I saw them guys running down the street with screaming teenage girls after him. I said, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that that I think a lot of a lot of people have had that reaction, too. Uh, um, you know. I think they did. <laughs> So, so you, so, so you got the guitar, you got your brother, you and your brother both start playing guitar. You see the Beatles. Do you, what do you guys, you guys start playing in a band together or, or, or what happens? Well, he was three years older, so he was in, you know, more advanced bands. And I had, I had a few of my own. I had one called BC and the Cavemen. And then let's see, uh, we, we were, yeah, we were in separate things until the Almond Brothers came out. When, when they came out with that first record, we started playing together. Mm. And, and trading licks and learning those harmonies, and, and that's when we we really bonded and started playing in a band together. Um. So so, what was it like when you heard, um, Southern Rock? I mean, when you heard that, like, when you heard the Almond Brothers, when you realized, wait a minute, people are putting a different twist on this. They're they're bringing in the country side of things. Like, what what was your sort of first exposure? Was was it the Almond Brothers? Or was it more like the Birds and those more like California type acts? Well, we. You know, we listen to love the birds and all the California acts, just in all music and the whole British invasion. With the Almonds, though, you know, they brought in that that whole blues side of it that that uh, I hadn't really listened to, and neither had had my brother Tommy. So it was just, and the twin guitar leads just you know immediately stuck out to us. So we were we were way on board with that. Okay, cool. So, so, so what, so, so at what point, when do you break in? When do you start like say going from like just playing in a few bands to like being like, okay, no, I'm a musician. I'm a serious musician. This is what I'm doing. What, where does that sort, when does that sort of happen for you? That happened in, in, well, it happened early. I mean, like I said, in, in grammar school, in high school, really, though, I knew we, when Tommy and I put a band together and I started playing with all these older musicians and, they they had a lot more uh, cool or recreational things than I had. So, uh, uh, and, but, but what I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, when did you kind of come into like the business in terms of because you are you know you're known as a songwriter, um, a guitarist. You know you you know you're no longer like a you're not really just like a you know a local musician. So at what point do you kind of go from jamming around in some bands to like it becoming like kind of a career for you? It was it was in high school. I was a sophomore, and, uh, and Tommy and I started this band called Flat Creek Band. And we would play all over the South. We, uh, we would play bars all the time, and they had to bring me in the back door because I wasn't old enough to go in there. So, okay. Then we we go down to Daytona Beach, and and we play anywhere. I, we went to Daytona Beach and played for a week, and it's a a place called the uh, oh god, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but they had a uh, place that we got to eat at. It was only open until two every day. Called the Monkey's Hut, and we call it the Monkey's Nuts, of course. <laughs> we played there a whole week. We never even got paid. We asked the guy for some money, and he gave us three dollars to go get a bag of crystals. So 
Um, oh, we'd set up, we'd pass out somebody's backyard or anywhere we could play. Or, you know, it was so much fun. Um, uh, so, um, how did you get, how did you become a, uh, a songwriter for, um, the, these other artists that we were talking about earlier? Poco, uh, 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 Dixie Chicks, Martina McBride. How, how did that c- come about? That, that was a long time coming. I started writing, uh, songs in high school for, for the Flat Creek Band. I, my, my first song was Schoolhouse Blues and it was straight Almond Brothers and stuff. And then in 1978, uh, when I moved to Florida to play with the Henry Paul Band, uh, I became one of the, the main writers for that their first uh, record, the Grey Ghost album, and for the other three. And then I was with the Bellamy Brothers for a while, and I was still writing, and they cut a few of my songs. And I had a pretty big hit at song on that, and I got this offer to move back to Nashville and got a staff songwriting job, and, and that, that's how all the rest of it came about. Uh, I did, did that for 20 years. Oh, wow, sweet. Uh, t- tell us about uh, your work with um, uh, uh, Henry Paul and the, the Outlaws. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that was great. You know, uh, I moved down from Nashville. But Tommy was off playing with Charlie Daniels, doing really well, and I didn't have anything going on, and Henry called me. I, I was down in Memphis playing with Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Dominoes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. got, got me to come. I played with him for a year and made $150. And the but whole I, year? Uh, uh, yeah, and the whole year. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he didn't have any money. We were riding around the country in this, this red 57 Chevy, you know. I thought, man, I'm playing with this big rock star, and I guess I made 150 oh, bucks for the God. whole year. <laughs> And then they lived, him and his wife lived in my house for six months of it. I was like, God, I can't even get rid of the guy. <laughs> but back to the radio, I went to Florida and, uh, Henry left the Outlaws and was, uh, doing a solo, uh, band thing on Atlantic Records. And, uh, so I went down there and played with him for five years. And when that all fizzled out, that's when I went over to the Bellamy Brothers. But it was great ground cut stuff because I got to open up for the Almonds for a couple of years. We did some Rolling Stones tours and Van Halen and ZZ Top and, and Marshall Tucker and Molly Hatchett, all the bands of the time we were out opening up for. What? Give, give, tell us. Give me a. Give me a, a highlight. What's one of the most amazing things that happened to you uh, in in your in your like uh, in your career? What is it, something that really sticks out? Is like I can't believe that's that was just insane. Man, well, I'll tell you two funny stories. Uh, one of them's not, one of them's really cool, but one of them, well, I'll tell you the funny one first was my first wife and I, um, they had, uh, at my parents' house up in Nashville, a bachelor party for me. And they had it back there at the house and, and we had, my brother had a van set up there and everything. Well, Greg Allman and Dickie Betts show up. And this was before I'd met him or anything and I got to jam and play with him and it, the thing went on all night long, and I got really wasted. I got so wasted, my wife got up next morning, packed her bags, and was going back to Florida. <laughs> and uh, and we finally talked her into staying. We, I should have let her go because the marriage didn't make it anyway. So. <laughs> but the, the really cool thing was that when we played at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, open up with uh, the Almonds, and I knew them all really well by then. I got to went one snowy midnight, went over to uh, Dickie Betts' hotel room, and he had him go down and get a couple of acoustics out of the trailer, and I got to jam with 
Well, I got to play in memory Elizabeth Breed with him, and you know, it's like the spiritual experience. Wow, wow, that is just uh, that 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 is, dude, that is freaking awesome, man! Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's a great. Okay, so 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 let's so you have a new you're you're an artist in your own right, and you sing and you write songs and uh, put out great music as well. And uh, so we're going to talk, we're going to get into that here in a second. But before we do that, I want to go ahead and, and place a track off of your uh, new record uh, called uh, Broken Things. And uh, this is a hot track. This is the song that opens the album. Uh, and um, I'm just going to play it, man, because, you know, you know, you know, he, uh, <laughs> Billy, you tell it just like it is, buddy. So we're going to go ahead and rock out to this. This is Bible, the Bible and the gun. Uh, <laughs> by Billy Crane on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah, the Bible and the gun have a bad reputation when they're used in the wrong situation. A wag of the tongue, a squeeze of the finger, both react when you pull that trigger.
again All the babble in the gun Okay, uh, great jam. In fact, I want to let just let the audience know that the whole album is just that kind of really great southern rock, great guitar riffs, great guitar work, great songwriting kind of record. So, 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 this, so you know, you know what to expect. So, tell us a little bit about the uh, how this record came about. You know, well, you know, I've been doing these these solo records for uh, seven or eight years, and. Uh, Last, in January, I went down to Honduras to uh, to just work at an orphanage up in the mountains, and uh, it was an amazing trip. You know, the people there were were amazing, and uh, it was it was mind blowing. And the guy, Mike Miller, and his wife Kim, that run this orphanage, um, do an amazing job doing this. They, the kids they had down there is very expensive. He has to come to raise $150,000 a year to keep this place going. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I I just went, man, I, I, how can I help these guys? And plus, we got to do all this cool stuff. Like he, he was telling me there's a tree down there called Skull of the Mayans. And I went, boy, there's a song title. And I haven't written that in my book. And there was some other one. Uh, there's one called Orphan on there. Uh, I I have a heart for orphans. I, my wife and I have adopted a couple of, of hard luck children. And so I just wrote this record around it and, and then decided, you know, to dedicate 100% of the proceeds from it to go directly to the orphanage. Uh, since I'm kind of retired from the, to the career end of the music business, I try to use the music now to, to better the world, you know, and, and doing it again for fun and make sure it, it makes it fun again. Yeah. Um, so, so 100%, is that what you said? Are, is going, is going to your yeah. charity? Jeez. 100% goes to the, it goes to the, uh, Hope in Jesus, uh, children's home down in Honduras. And it's just an amazing place. And that's right now I'm in, the over in Raleigh, North Carolina doing a fundraiser for them. Uh, and this evening I'm doing a show over here to, to raise money. And, and we're probably going to do some more around the country. So, um, uh, so, so this record. Who did you work with on this record? Me. Who? We say me, myself, me, myself, and I. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did everything on it. I did. I, I can play. You know what? I I play drums pretty well. When when Tommy and I play together, I actually play drums half the night because we, we want to be like the almonds, the, the two drummer band. I play keyboards pretty well and bass, and so and, and I program a lot of stuff too, but. Uh, it's, it's something I love to do. Um, you know, I can, I can do the full band thing, but it's expensive and it takes a long time. And, uh, so it was, it's just me. I go back there and my, my wife tells me to get out of the house, go back to my studio. That's my man case. <laughs> like this, so. that, that, it, uh, Billy, it, it's really good sounding record. 
I was because I'm listening to it and I'm going like this is like the production is really cool and it it has a it has a modern edge to it too. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like yeah. you know something from the 70s. It sounds like you know like very very contemporary kind of uh, production values. Um, wow. <laughs> Do you, do you produce for anybody else, or or you so you you just do it for yourself? I just do it mainly for myself. You know, I used to produce on, on Music Row with Paul Worley, who who did the Dixie Chicks and Martina McBride, and you know, and Lady Annabelle, and ton of tons of others, and learned some great stuff from him. But you know, when I got into computer land, it was just great. You know, I was afraid to do it for a long time, and I don't get it. Like, this is just killer. You know, yeah. about three days later, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the uh, – so so you said you're, like, semi-retired, but what is the, what do you, what's the next, like, six to 12 months look like for you? Are you going to be touring around with this charity? Like, what, what do you have What do you have going on? Well, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to do that is go and do more charity work, but I'm also going to see if I can open up some dates for the outlaws. I've been uh, talking with – Henry, you know, maybe doing a, doing coming out with a band and open up for him, and then I can come back out and play with them, you know, uh, through their set, do green grass and some of that stuff. And I want to get back out and play some, man. I miss doing that. You, you never get tired of it. It's like, you know. You no. Just, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yesterday going through Atlanta, I was sitting there going, good golly, I'm glad I don't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I well traveling traveling in 2017 is a little bit different than it was, I'm sure, in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> but no, I know it. You you had a bus, you didn't have a cell phone, you had a VCR, and you had cassettes, and I was happy as a hog. <laughs> now you got all electronics in the world, and you're miserable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't work too hard out there, okay? Um, why don't you Why don't you go ahead and plug your website and tell everybody where they can get the album and how they can uh, check out everything you have going on? Okay, you can get it at uh, uh, com, and you get it at CD Baby, iTunes, uh, I don't think. There's a ton of other places. Uh, it's, it's on Spotify and, and all your usual suspects. Okay, too. great. Excellent. Billy, thanks so much for uh, for coming on today and t- telling us about everything you have going on. Um, it was very interesting and a lot of fun, and I'm really happy to, to get to meet you. Uh, absolutely, Lou. All um, right. It's been a pleasure. Hey, do you have a minute to hang on? I'm going to wrap up the podcast, but I need to do a little business with you when uh, when when yeah. we end here. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks, Billy. Hey, guys, you've been listening to my talk with Billy Crane, and you can go to BillyCrane.com. That is C-R-A-I-N, Crane, BillyCrane.com. And uh, the new record, you will not be disappointed in. It is It kicks ass, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, great Southern rock, but it does, definitely has a great modern edge to it. Um, this is not, uh, you know, some, something that sounds tired or anything like that at all. It's great stuff. Check it out. Go to BillyCrane.com. Guys, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and uh, that website is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Again, don't forget to share. Get the word out about this. I mean, Billy's uh, working with his charity, and when you buy the record, it helps his charity out. When you share the podcast, it gets, you know, it, it gets Billy uh, some more promotion out there in the world. So that's what we want to do. Um, also, real quick, speaking of promotion, if you are a musician, like I said earlier, and you are looking to figure out how to leverage the internet to grow your fan base, get people more involved with your music, etc., please uh, visit LouLombardiMusic.com. 
com backslash more fans now lou lombardi music.com backslash more fans now and uh I'll, I'll be happy to help you out guys it was a lot of fun today very energizing uh billy's a great dude and i'm really grateful that he was able to come on with us his website one more time is billycrane.com guys listen i'm gonna wrap up here i really appreciate you guys listening and uh just want to remember just, just want to tell you something no matter what kind of music you like whether you like the Almond Brothers and Billy Crane, Charlie Daniels Band, Metallica, whatever you like. Just remember, guys, at the end of the day, you, you, yes, you, you are the revolution. Guys, thanks for hanging out. My name is Lou Lombardi, and I'll catch you on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.